Aussie Tech Heads is brought to you by startnewcompany.com.au. Register your company fast, easy, and direct with ASIC. All documentation is provided and held in your account for downloading at any time. If you're an accountant or other professional, you're also able to brand all documents with your company name. Coming soon, ABN, TFN, and Trusts. Special discount for ATH listeners. At the cart, use ATH20 for a $20 discount. And athwebhosting.com.au. Servers operate on SSD drives, immediate activation, SSL certificates, Aussie support, domain registration, and easy install of WordPress, Joomla, and Drupal. Welcome to episode 694 of the Aussie Tech Hairs, recorded on the 17th of September 2020. I'm your host, uh, Jason Oakley, and this is my co-host, Jordan. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. Long time no see. You don't look anything like Will. You need a big bushy beard. No. And... <laughs> Yeah, usually well, just me and Will's bushy now. I've I haven't seen you guys for so long. I think I, I, I saw last time I was on the show, Glenn wasn't doing shows. No, he I hasn't think I saw he did a, a um, probably one or two shows since then. Most of the time he's too busy, so it's just me and Will. Oh well, there you go, at least someone's holding the foot. Yeah, He'll be back when he gets bored. Will lost his voice. After he's so... renovated his house or done something. Oh. Did he really? Yeah. yeah. Too much singing in the shower. Probably. <laughs> yeah, Glenn, Glenn had the flooding and he got all that sorted out. Now his computer is just too slow to be able to record and stream and everything at the same time. So we got, uh, we're just waiting. He can upgrade his computer. He can do some recordings offline when he has time. But other than that, we're just waiting for him to, might need to get an upgrade. We think he's using a Commodore 64 or something. Not sure. You think with all this uh, tech mental power that he'd have, and and all the news and the latest gadgets, he'd have the latest. Everything like me, I suppose. I, I haven't upgraded <laughs> anything. Yeah. I just ordered um, thirty-two gig for my daughter's computer because she's getting into streaming on Twitch and stuff now, and her computer's only got eight gigs, so it's struggling. Even though we got an SSD drive for it earlier in the year and stuff like that, but it's still not coping when you have to run OBS and then run your Rainbow Siege or whatever and the computer just can't handle it well enough. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. To think when you go back, you think, oh, I've got a gig of RAM or I've got 512 megabytes of RAM in this one. It's amazing. And it's just gotten, (laughs) you know, it's it's just gotten higher and higher and I keep thinking to myself, surely Windows doesn't require any more than four gig of RAM still. But no, you've got to go to eight, 16, 32... Yeah, my last computer I bought, the guy in the shop said to me, "How much RAM you want?" And I went, "Oh, you know, what do you, what do you think? I've got a few virtual computers going on and a bit of video editing here and there and stuff." And he's like, "Oh, you should have at least you know sixteen, you know, thirty two if you 32 can." Thirty two would be good. Right? Yeah, I was expecting him to say four or no. eight or two. <laughs> I've got <laughs> a little net. I've got a little and, netbook uh, and it doesn't I, run well because it's only got four gigs. So I might have to upgrade it at some stage. Yeah, but Windows 10 still runs on 4 gig though, doesn't it? Still Not when I'm running a few not, other things I mean, it's on not it. Terrible. <laughs> no. But it used to be able to. That's what surprises me is that the, the software itself used to run on 4 gig and then yeah. the more powerful the computers get, the more the software companies feel like they can let loose and yeah. add more bloat. Sloppy programming. And then you need more RAM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and more hard drive. Maybe they could just ease Ease up and let the computers get in front a bit more and keep the software less resourceful. 
Then when it, why are you going to upgrade, right? That fly. They want your money. Well, that's it. Why? <laughs> I thought Microsoft wasn't going to, you know, wasn't going to bring out new versions of Windows all the time anyway. Aren't they doing this new, um, we just update you all the time now? Oh, yeah. Will's had so much trouble with that. He's trying to block it at firewalls and stuff, so it won't update because the problem is that he's got his computer working 100% fine and then an update comes through and they yeah. delete his driver for NVIDIA or ATI and put the Windows version of that driver on and then suddenly the computer's crashing, doesn't start up, things are not working properly, you can't record a show or something and eventually works out that that's what happened It deleted his driver so he deletes a Microsoft one, puts the NVIDIA one back on, going good again, next time an update comes in they delete the sound driver. So then the sound driver's not, and I had the same with my daughter's computer. They deleted her driver for uh, the network card. Network, no network's working. So eventually I found out and I downloaded, re-downloaded the driver, reinstalled it again. Oh, it's all working again now. Took us a couple mm. of days to figure out what was going on. I tried all these different configurations. Nothing was working. Turned out that's all it was. And then another update and you end up back to square one. Yeah, <laughs> that's why Will's going to block them all so that doesn't happen, but... We're going to, uh, not this Monday, but the following one, I've got electricians coming in and they're going to uh, put Ethernet ports in every room because we've got Wi-Fi all over the house, but it's still not 100% reliable enough to keep everything going, especially when you've got a teenage daughter that's playing insta-click games and you've got to kill the guy around the corner before he can see you. And if you've got a tiny bit of delay, he can kill you first and Overwatch where you're oh, running around and you've got split-second timing. And I mean, we've got one gigabit internet. No. We got one gigabit internet, but really, yeah. How do you find that apart from your your ping rate and your cache rate or whatever? How do you find the really good speeds? Yeah. yeah, really good speeds. Everything goes fantastic. Got an update? Well, downloaded already. Installed. Done. Put new software yeah. on. Download. Install. It's a shame now Microsoft can get those updates in before you even notice. Yeah, <laughs> I Just, think maybe that's that, the plan. You got it. <laughs> Too late. You yeah. got it. <laughs> Uh, um, I've got friends like you've probably seen a few of the, the live shows I've been doing with the music and stuff mm. and I've got friends who you know being all you know all these musos that are so worried about their computers they a lot of them don't want to install anything on their computers they don't like updates they don't like software changes you know yeah, like can't blame them. I think one of them at one point was using Pro Tools and, and Windows decided it would update and now Pro Tools doesn't work <laughs> properly so he had to then unin, you know had to try and go back and not do the up it's just it's it's a forever a never ending nightmare isn't it yeah you either get an update from you know from Steinberg or you get an update from Windows and you're in yeah. trouble either way you know <laughs> can't win just drives everyone up the it's wall it's not even Steinberg that makes Pro who makes Pro Tools not Steinberg um, that's um, Cubase isn't it that makes Prime, yeah. Pro um, I can't remember now oh, I can't remember now it's on top of my head. I'm not the musician here but yeah it's um no, but it, it's the same goes for any software, you know, like Windows, Microsoft will update something and ruin something or, you know, I mean, we were halfway through, we were just starting to get things good with Zoom, you know, and then Zoom doesn't update and then yep. somebody hasn't got echo, echo cancellation working properly or, <laughs> and then you end up fighting each other for the first 10 minutes and you run late to get your show started because of an update they did and yep. oh, it drives me crazy. So they just don't bug test these updates enough, do they? No, no, definitely not. 
And this week we got an email, so I might read that out. This is from Angus. Thanks for the yeah. email, Angus. It says, Hi team, I hope you and your family have been safe and well during these unusual times. I'd like to tip a story relating to an amazing initiative where the average citizen can help scientists find COVID-19 solutions faster by simply volunteering their spare computer power. He says, for context, he's uh, purely a user of this community and not a staff member. Further details at worldcommunitygrid.org. And uh, you can get the media team's info from worldcommunitygrid.org slash viewcontactus.do, select request for media. And uh, you can, uh, he says he truly believes this initiative will benefit the world if we can get more volunteers from extra media coverage. So it's been covered by fastcompany.com, scitechdaily.com, datanami.com and itpro.co.uk. So you can check out news and info there. And it's from Angus. Donate some of your CPU power to help fight COVID. That sounds like a, uh, a Bitcoin company, doesn't it? Yeah, one of my... Um, Let's donate some of that computer power so we can do some more mining. Yeah, one of my um, co-workers in, the, uh, in Japan, he um, does protein data folding. I think it's probably this exact same uh, project and he just leaves his computer going all day and night and just keeps calculating, downloads a little bit info, does the calculations on there, uploads it, downloads the next bit and he's monitoring how many... Uh, submissions his team has made and who's got the better team with more computer power and all that sort of stuff so it's a lot of fun <laughs> and we also well, have works, I, I think anything's yeah. worth a shot yeah if it all helps out don't forget you can now support us at patreon.com slash aussie tech heads uh, you can sign up for four dollars a month ten dollars a month or other tiers we've got a few of our fans we've already done that so uh, thank you to C Danuv, Bouncing Yellow Skull Daniel and Amanda D, David Bird and Chris, and you can also now make a one-off donation of any size. Uh, buy us a coffee, ko-fi.com, coffee.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Buy us a coffee or 10 if you like. We don't mind. The more the merrier. We love coffee. <laughs> the show wouldn't exist without coffee. So uh, ko-fi.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. My dad used to always say, everyone for coffee? <laughs> Did they? Always. Everyone for coffee? <laughs> one of my Good one of my friends, I whenever I'm talking to him, I'm like, Oh, how for Kasha? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we should probably get into some news, I guess. That's what the show's all about. So the first one I've got, Netflix, YouTube are going to lift Aussie bitrate restrictions once more. Bitrate restrictions reintroduced by Netflix and YouTube in Australia could be lifted again permanently from next week with at least one retail service provider believing they are unlikely to be reinstated. Over-the-top video streaming and video conferencing providers first imposed bitrate restrictions back in late March. They came in response to concerns by industry that bandwidth-hungry high-definition streaming services could saturate under-pressure residential broadband connections. Days later, the government was able to get agreement from streaming operators to temporarily drop their bit rates. So if your Netflix or YouTube has been a bit crap, you can blame them. These bit rate restrictions were put in place until June 25, but removed for two months, during which time retail service providers like Aussie Broadband saw traffic levels grow significantly. In a submission to the Joint Standing Committee on the NBN, Aussie Broadband Manager Director Philip Britt said the bitrate restrictions were reinstated on August 21 at the request of Special Pandemic Related Working Group comprising NBN Co and six service providers. 
However, he flagged that the bitrate restrictions are soon to be lifted once again, this time likely for good. We expect that the bitrate restrictions will be lifted again around 22nd of September 2020. He added in a post to Whirlpool late yesterday that the bitrate restrictions are about to be rolled off again, and it's very unlikely they'll go back in again. For Aussie Broadband and other NBN retail service providers, that means streaming services will go back to consuming much more bandwidth, eventually resulting in more excess charges being levied by NBN Co. So your Netflix is probably going to get better and your YouTube's going to stop buffering, hopefully. Fingers crossed. See how it goes. Yeah, I, I, I don't really have that issue. Well, I'm on gigabit internet, so <laughs> I don't have any issues. You're on gigabit. <laughs> um, unless everybody's on there at once. Well, there's me and my daughter, so... Buffering it. <laughs> We can split yeah. 500 mega second between us. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've just been busier in lockdown yep. or not, but I just don't have much time for Netflix. I, I hear everyone's on Netflix over lockdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I started watching a series on there called The 100. Have you heard of that one? I've seen nearly all of it. I love it. It's one of, one of my old faves. Oh, nice. I'm up to about like season three or four or something like that. So I have to see what's yeah, going to happen. I think but they're up to like seven. I haven't seen all, seven. Yeah, I haven't seen the yeah. last season. I thought it was going to be like two or three, and then I was talking to my boss, and he's like, oh, "I think that season seven's just been uh, filmed or about to film or something." I was like, seven? Wow, this is going to keep me going for a yeah, while." Yeah, good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I hope it doesn't I crap out from Brighter Reveload in a couple of seasons. No. Well, I, th I have a funny feeling I heard somewhere that it, that the people who did made Lost were involved in it. Oh, okay. It probably makes sense. I haven't seen Lost, but I've I remember the heard old bits show. about it. Yeah, Lost was great. And have you realised that the leading lady in, in uh, The 100 is one of the girls from Neighbours? Neighbours, yeah. I saw that. She's Australian. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, how do I know her? What do I know her from? And then I realised that she was Australian and from yeah. Neighbours and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I was reading on, I think it was Wikipedia or something. That she went over to the US and was trying to lend a gig over there and her uh, wallet with all her ID and everything got stolen. She had one week of money left before she was going to have to fly back to Australia and give up her dreams and then she landed this gig and got seven seasons so far. So must have been all right in the end. She's done great. Yeah. She's done great. It's been really great for her. Ended I, up um, ended up being the Clark though. show I though, at... I think. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, there's a big, huge bunch of people up in space. Now they're down on, down on Earth. No, it's about one girl and her journeys. <laughs> I don't mind, but it's just funny when you think yeah. of it that way. It's like The Simpsons started out being the Homer show. Uh, the Bart show became the Homer show, I think. It's funny, wasn't it? I think The Simpsons too was also... Um, originally not meant to be in the format that it's in i think that homer was meant to be like the 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 dad that comes home from the army or the navy or, or something like that right and right. he's all strict and mr serious and stuff and <laughs> it went went the other way and i think everyone loved it i think so it was yeah supposed to be like mac greening's happy that he made it though no doubt absolutely <laughs> I, I think they're coming up to their final season aren't they I think they're going to end it I've read oh, somewhere oh hadn't heard that that would be interesting I'll have to double check that in the news I thought it might have been hmm 
can't remember. Any stories from you? Um, if not, well, I'm happy to keep couple, going. <laughs> I've got a couple of notes of things I want to talk about, but there was yep. one story I could probably touch on, hmm. which is kind of half related to the things I was going to talk about. I'm sure you're going to talk about all the Apple stuff and everything that just happened in the last day or so. I don't care about Apple um, stuff anymore. It's all... Oh, that's... <laughs> Eric's not here. Eric was, was the Apple guy. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I, I've always been a bit of a Microsoft guy, so I've been keeping my um, my ear to the internet for the Microsoft Duo stuff, which led me to uh, this one, which is Microsoft, it seems there's a rumour that Microsoft's about to launch a really cheap um, Surface laptop. Ah. I was just looking for... I was looking at their Surface the, uh, Duo phone looked interesting, but a few people say it's a bit ho-hum after you use it for a little while and can be awkward to use. Yeah, I'll come back to that because I want to. We'll have a bit of a talk about that because I've got some things I could ask you too, or maybe yep. we, we can share stories. But according to Windows Central, a smaller Surface laptop with a twelve point five inch display will make uh, will make it even lighter and more portable than the previous versions. Codenamed Sparty, I think it is Sparty, is how it sounds to me. The new Surface clamshell laptop will feature a tenth generation Intel iCore. Sorry, Intel Core, I should say, i5 chip with 4 gig of RAM and 64 gig of memory, which is not huge, as we were just talking about before, um, for the cheapest price point. Prices would start between five and 600 bucks, I think that's US, uh, for the basic configuration, which certainly looks appealing. So uh, the, uh, those aren't the terrific... Uh, well, Sorry, those aren't terrific specs, but this cheap Surface laptop would still be able to browse the web, run office apps, and stream video. That may be precisely the kind of affordable Windows-based device some families might be looking for this year um, with the uh, the way things are and, you know, everybody's struggling financially a little bit and so on and so forth. So that seems interesting. It's only kind of half rumour, but, you know. Got to rush yeah, out if you don't laptops, have the space or money for laptops, a really yeah. big desktop computer with three monitors like this, then having another device for one of the kids is great. I mean, they can play computer games on there these days and stuff like that, so might be all they need yeah. to do the homework. I mean, well, for school and stuff, it sounds like, you know, for, for kids at school and stuff, it sounds like it probably would be enough, although it probably would be. They do kind of say for school, don't they, that they want you to have at least more than 32 gig of, of space on, on your of hard drive space, don't they? Oh, probably they'd be using Office 365 for schools and you can use uh, Google Docs and stuff like mm. that. So save everything on the internet and you don't really need to download anything on, except for Windows and just have space for yeah, Windows updates. Yeah, it's all pretty much in one drive, isn't it? Yep. It might make it sufficient um, for them. And what else is it saying here? This laptop will feature similar build quality as other Surface devices. The report notes suggesting that Microsoft has not come, has not cut corners on this front. The smaller laptop is lightweight and more compact than some of its peers. Um, the report notes that the cheaper Surface device would be uh, positioned as more of a affordable Surface Surface laptop, just as the Surface Go is cheaper version of the Surface Pro. Because ah. they've got the uh, the laptops. Have you ever looked at the laptops? Have you ever been in the JB Hi-Fi or anything and looked at the Surface laptops? I had a look at them, yeah. yeah. They, look, they look pretty nice. They look pretty well built. So Nice and stylish. I'm open yeah, they do. That. I, I suppose that's probably what they were trying to do is com is, is compare it with, uh, you know, with um, Apple's MacBooks and stuff, I suppose. MacBook they want something a little bit not... Mm. 
Could be. If that's all you need yeah. to do, then, you know, my dad, he's still got one of my old computers. I think I upgraded him to, like, four, four gig on for Windows for him because he only had two, and that's fine for him because he barely uses it. He's got one of my old iPads and uh, an old uh, Android phone that I gave him, and he does everything with those, and yeah. occasionally he'll turn on the computer to type up stuff, but as long as it can run Microsoft Word, that's all he cares about. He's happy to turn my it on and go make a cup of tea. <laughs> that's it. And my mum's the same. She had me looking for a laptop for her. And I was like, you don't need to go out and buy the latest thing, mum. You're only going to do a couple of emails. and Yeah, yeah. That's it. I think Will was saying he got one of the so, little micro computer systems that's got everything in one now. It's only about that big kind of thing. And you plug all your oh, stuff yeah. in and you've got a full like computer, a, runs Windows. Like a little Raspberry type thing but just plug your monitor and mouse yeah. keyboard into it yep. almost kind of thing yeah. yeah there's a few of those around isn't it? I think the uh, I think Dell's got them and HP's got them those little ones as well yep yep that's all you need don't need to spend nuck. your thousands is it nuck that's the word I'm looking yeah, for yeah. nuck is it a nuck yeah yep. there's a few of those getting around they're good yeah yeah but if you want something portable with a portable screen and a keyboard, then obviously the, the cheap laptops are pretty good. Yeah. The mm. piratebay.org sold for $50,000 at auction and the piratebay.com is up next. Several Pirate Bay related domains became available again this month after the owner failed to renew the registration. Yesterday, piratebay.org was sold in a drop, cap, drop catch auction for $50,000 and thepiratebay.com will follow soon. Both domains were previously registered to the official Pirate Bay site. Over the years, the Pirate Bay team had many backup domains available just in case something happened. This includes various exotic TLDs, but the site also owned PirateBay.org and ThePirateBay.com. We use a past tense because both domains expired recently. The domains are listed as Pirate Bay co-founder Fredrik Nige as the registrant, and until recently the same Swedish address was listed in the Whois data. For reasons unknown, however, the registrant let both piratebay.org and thepiratebay.com expire. This isn't a problem for the torrent site, really. The domains were never used as the site's main address. Thepiratebay.com did forward to the original.org domain at one point, but that's about it. None of this means that the domains are not valuable to outsiders, though. This became apparent in an auction yesterday when piratebay.org, without the was sold for $50,000 to a bidder named CLVR FLS. The bid below ended up being the winning one. PirateBay.org domain failed to renew earlier this month, after which the professional drop catch service, dropcatch.com, scooped it up. They auctioned the domain off, which is a common practice, and it provided quite, proved quite lucrative. With a new owner will do, what the new owner will do with the domain is unclear. It has a substantial number of backlinks, and there will be plenty of type in traffic as well. ThePirateBay.com is expected to drop later this week and is listed in the pending delete auction. ThePirateBay.net and PirateBay.net will drop in a few days as well. So if you want to get some traffic and pretend you're a torrenting service, some uh, really popular and interesting domains that you can snatch up there. <laughs> Just wait till they expire. Yeah, when you when you first said it, fifty thousand dollars, I thought, oh, what? what? I, for a second, didn't realise you were talking about just the domain names. Yeah, that was it, just the domain name. Um, they probably bought it, for, you know, when in the drop catch for like $5,000 or something and then put 50000 and someone's like, yeah, <laughs> I want that. So, ka-ching, 
drop catch wins. It all makes it almost makes me wonder how they how they get away with registering a domain. I mean, the first thing you do is register the pirate bay dot, you know, whatever it is, which says you're doing the wrong thing straight away. Yeah. You know, there's so many loopholes, isn't there? Uh, it was funny. I worked at a uh, web host in Melbourne when I lived down there for a couple of years, and had this guy ring up, and he's like, "Are you uh, recording this conversation?" I was like, "Oh, so we record all of them. Good. Well, I don't know who registered all these dangerous-sounding web domains under my account. I, I can't believe that your company would do such a thing to me. Obviously, I would go in there and register that kind of filth myself. It, it, it must have been you guys, and 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 I just wanted on record that I didn't do it." I was like, oh, okay, so is that all we can help you with? Yep, just just delete them out of my account. So we did deleted them, and he was like, okay, thank you, and hung up. But it's obvious he did a kind of cyber squatting where he bought all the domains that he thought would be associated with this, and he was going to try and sell them, and then probably saw some news article or heard something on the news that if you had anything to do with those uh, kind of services that you would get in big trouble from the cops. So he thought, I'll ring up and get it on record that it's recorded because you said this call is recorded, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, it's recorded now. <laughs> I didn't buy them. I don't know where they came from. You must have just bought them and put them in my account. They're like, yeah, we just we just go out there and buy random accounts for the fun of a idiot. Yeah, he didn't want to get in trouble. Yeah. He probably wouldn't have anyway. It wasn't that bad, but it was just that they were um, naughty sounding enough, not in the uh, adult way of naughty, but in the crimes that you shouldn't do kind of thing. Yeah. So obviously he thought he was going to get... Well, anything that money. draws attention. Yeah. <laughs> anything that draws attention. It is. scary, I suppose. It, it just takes smarts, doesn't it? And he's, mm. he's got to be smart. Just don't, you know... It was funny I ended up working at that place too because um, I had signed up with another company that they'd bought and you can see you could see that all of it's been sold again now and that nothing exists but in the um, in their forums was me complaining about the price increase and all this stuff going right off at them and then I ended up working there. Oh look who's this Jason guy he's going right off at the company he now works in saying, I can't believe you would increase the prices like this. Well, I'm going to take all myself somewhere else. Uh, Speaking of uh, working, are you still, are you working or are you at home with COVID? Are you? I work from home for a company in the US, so everything's online, which is another way the um, oh, megabit, uh, gigabit internet helps. But um, I'm taking a couple of weeks off starting this weekend. Did everything happen? My daughter was going to have a friend fly down from Cairns, but we booked his plane and everything, but we had to cancel it for credit because if he goes back to over the Queensland border, they're going to chuck him in a hotel for two weeks, mandatory, and then charge us or his parents $2,800, and ain't nobody got money for that. So Someone's got to wear the expense of being quarantined, do they? Yep. So I thought, well, none of us want to pay for that, but I'm going to keep my holidays anyway, so I'm just going to take some time off, relax, get over everything, yep. and have a good time. Well, school holidays start this weekend, I think. Yeah, it does for, for him, but uh, I think uh, New South Wales is next weekend after that. Yep. Any more news from you? Or? Yeah, right. Um, I'll have a look and see what else I dug out. There was... Uh, 
if, I think last time I was on, everyone was criticizing me about using Microsoft Edge. Oh, no. And now Microsoft <laughs> Edge is... And now Microsoft Edge is finally getting a bit of an edge. Yeah, it's, it's Chrome anyway. Chromium-based or something. <laughs> it's Chromium-based. You'll still good, have man. the haters. Don't worry, it's not over yet. They still have the haters. You know, they can't win. You know, Microsoft can change their name from Internet Explorer to Edge yep. to whatever they want, and people still hate them. Yep. What was it going to be called before it was Edge? Can you remember? No, I didn't know there was anything else, just Internet There was Explorer a name edge. they had. I think it might have been... I think it might have been like Spartus or something like that. Oh, right. Like we were just saying before about the laptop. Yeah. I think it was actually. It was like Sp- something Spartus or something originally, <laughs> and then they changed it to Edge. Last it sounds minute. better, but only marginally. Unless Spartus is some way of saying that it's a... Some way of saying that that's kind of an interim name. We don't have one. Oh, uh, yet. And it's still... Temporary label. what it is. Yeah. Yeah, like a... Te- it could be. Um, all right, so I think I had maybe... One other, only that. Um, I'll try and skip down to the, the good parts if I can. Uh, Sony recently hosted the, the PlayStation Five showcase. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And the event offering another close look at what customers or consumers, I should say, can expect from the upcoming gener- next generation console. The event primarily uh, primarily focused on the PS Five games coming to launch and beyond, and as well as finally co- uh, confirming the PS 5s prices and release date. Um, afterwards, uh, we also found out that the PS5 providers will go live, blah, 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 blah. And I had this on the screen before, and now I can't find the part I wanted to read. Do you know much about it? You can fill me in on it. Um, yeah, they're uh, they decided to match the, their prices. The so it's going to be $750, the Xbox Series oh, X and the PlayStation right. 5. Um, well, that's $749.95. Right. So they lowered their prices to compete. They lowered their prices to compete with Xbox, is that right? Because Xbox dropped theirs first. Yeah. And then uh, they've got a digital-only version that you can't buy a Blu-ray or anything like that for uh, $600 for X- uh, PlayStation 5. So you can buy digital-only, save money, or you can get the one week, go down JB Hi-Fi and, or uh, EB Games and get your disc and then come home again. Yeah, isn't that crazy? A lot of people are hating on the Xbox because it's this square, tall square thing like this. It's rectangle that way, but square design. And you can't, you can lie it down, but you can't really sit your TV or anything on top because it's this weird shape. So a lot of them are just calling it the fridge. Is that a recommended thing to do anyway, though, to put your TV on top of your Xbox? No, but uh, it was at least an option. And a lot of the people can't fit it in their display um cabinets either because they're only so high it can fit in dvd player or something and the okay. xbox is higher even lying down than that and the playstation could probably jam in there but i don't know if it looks nice enough on its side as it does straight up and down kind of looks like it's designed to sit up but um yeah so i'm not keen the on PS5 any of them looks, looks really nice yeah it looks a lot nicer design the, um, it's funny, I was dumping off some videos onto uh, data for, for, you know, for home movies and stuff onto just onto the computer so we don't have to lose them. Yep. And, um, excuse me, mum said to me, she said, can you do my DVD? I've had, had already had my wedding put to DVD or CD or whatever it was. Yep. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we should probably do that too. She goes, yeah, because it probably won't be long and they won't, I won't be able to find a DVD player to play it on. Yeah. 
surprising it would be even now. Went first. Yeah. Yeah, people don't realise how, how close DVDs are from disappearing. Stick it on you as being in the cloud. Say, not the, yeah, in the cloud or... Because, you know, it's it's... I kind of agree with Sony not really needing a DVD player. I think it's good that they um, left it in there for some cases. Yep. But still going down the street and spending 80 bucks on a, a disc that's going to get all scratched up and maybe one day... And you want another shelf that's full of discs everywhere, taking up the lounge room or your games room or bedroom or whatever. That's right. I don't buy anything anymore. If it's yeah, really, 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 in. really good movie, I might think of getting a blu-ray but i haven't bought anything in ages and i just watch it on playstation movies or netflix or google play whatever's got the movie because the damn things you can't watch them on whatever platform you want of course that would make it too easy and yeah. nice for people yeah that's one thing that really frustrate uh, frustrates me about all of the netflixes and all of you know all of that style of things is that they don't have every, everything on there you know, like they they rotate their titles. They don't ever keep everything on there. That's right. Like, they got go plenty of space think, for it. Yeah, they got plenty of space for it. You, you know, but you go on there to watch a movie, you think, oh, I'll look up this movie. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Likely, you won't find it. Yeah, or it was there because last week. Keeping, or it was there last week or something. And that to me is really that's really frustrating. Like, yeah, I have you know, my dad come over and I'm like, Why can't let's Netflix? watch let's watch a movie tonight. How about this one? Oh, yeah, it says they look good. Okay. Oh, it's not on Netflix. Okay, it's not on Google Play. It's not... Oh, let me try PlayStation. It's on there, but sometimes it doesn't work when I try and log into the PlayStation account to rent it for overnight. And I only ever get the 720p version for $4 instead of the 1080 for $5. So <laughs> you got to be blurry there. So yeah. Oh, you're back. Oh, that might be my camera. Yeah. When I get too old, when I get too close to the camera, it knows how old I am, so it blurs it out. <laughs> and when I come back, uh, it puts like the the Vaseline um, blur on it. <coughs> yeah, it just knows you're too close. You're looking too old. So you go blurry <laughs> for a minute. Here, come, here, move away. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I just, that's one thing that really frustrates me. And you can have all of the all of the, uh, the the services and still not find the one you're looking for if you want to reminisce. Well, you jump on and you think, oh, I might watch that TV series. I've never seen 100 before. I might get on and watch it. I might, I've never seen it. I'll watch it from the start. And you get on and they've only got the last two seasons. Yeah. You know, and you yeah. can't watch the first, second or third or fourth because they don't, they don't have that. No. So well, I don't want to subscribe to 20 different my, services. We already got Netflix and Crunchyroll. Yeah, my... Exactly. You know, my opinion is you want to stop piracy and all that sort of stuff, then, you know, put it up there. Yeah. Give people access to it. Well, Don't people are saying, you know, there was Australia was one of the highest rates of torrent piracing for years and then Netflix came out with everything on it and everyone stopped pirating because they're like, it's on Netflix. And now they're like, well, some of it's on Netflix, some of it's on Hulu, some of it's on Amazon, some of it's on the BBC iPlayer, some of it's on Stan, some of it's on the Foxtel Pro. And you're like, I just give up and they yeah, all went back to pirating again. Yeah, you're like, oh, it's 10 bucks a month to have... So it's only $10. 10 yeah. yeah, times six yeah, services. Yeah, it's $10, but you've got, to have, you've got to have six or seven services <laughs> to get it all. Idiots. It's very frustrating. And then you look at Spotify, who's got just about every song on there that you can look up. Yep. You know? I just think movies should be very much the same. 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. Somebody's got to come up with a writer. It should just be a massive database and everything stays there. Yep. You know? It should be the way to go. Services Any Australia is going to bring back digital kiosks yeah. and uh, weight tracking to service centres. So Service Australia is moving closer towards its service New South Wales inspired customer service vision with plans afoot to introduce self-serve kiosks and wait time tracking at its service centres. After spending the past year designing the way forward for government services, the agency has put out the call for one or more service providers to deliver the two end-to-end solutions. Customers will use the self-service check-in solution, a kiosk at the entry of service centres, to join a walk-in queue or check into a pre-booked appointment. The sign-in process will be able to be completed using a customer's biometric info, as well as other traditional identifiers such as the customer reference number or Medicare number. Customers will then be able to view their wait time, which will be calculated and displayed on the self-service kiosk and call boards using the wait time solution. Both solutions aim to improve service delivery at service centres in line with government plans to replicate Service New South Wales, the one-stop shop for New South Wales government services. Services Australia has been working to design a new way of delivering face-to-face services under its contemporary connected face-to-face services project since September 2019. Service providers that are shortlisted for the request for tender will develop and trial a proof of concept in service centres specified by Services Australia during December 2020. Under tender, the providers will be required to furnish all hardware, software and system integration services related to the solutions. Services Australia is also working to improve its online services by building a new government digital experience platform GovDXP to eventually replace MyGov. Well, they can't do any shittier than MyGov is. Facebook-inspired platform. I don't know if that's a good idea. The cost of which is now 28 million and expected to climb further will provide a single tailored view of the citizens' interactions with the government. So save your password because it's going to have all your stuff in there. But Services New South Wales seems to work all right. I've been in there a few times, not too many, but uh, the times I have to go in there, you log in the computer when you go in and then sit around and got wait time and stuff to displayed, so it's going to be really handy. Yeah, see if you've got time to go get a burger. Anything that can... Yeah, that's right. I was just going to say anything that can ease it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, the, the wait time's getting worse and worse in, in all scenarios, so anything that helps... Yeah, it would be good if you had an app on your phone that once you log in, it'll notify you 15 minutes before you're going to be called up. So you could pop off down, get a coffee or get a Macca's or something and your phone will go, ding, you've got 15 minutes to get back to Services New South Wales and uh, you can go up to the queue. That way you're not sitting around there with all the other COVID riddled people in one little room. Hmm. Yeah, like a, almost like callback. Yeah, isn't it? I copyright that idea. You can buy it for fifty thousand dollars. Yep, <laughs> you can, it's it'll be on auction the same time as Pirate Bay. Yeah. <laughs> a researcher. So what do you think about? Uh, what do you think about the idea then? Speaking of all these services and, and governments and all those sorts of things, what do you think about this? Um, this five uh, G. 5G is great. I can't gonna... wait till it comes out. But the problem I can't is, wait for it either, they're, they're looking at increasing prices. So I signed up with Telstra for a plan for this 5G enabled phone. And then a month later, they sent me an email saying, Oh, hi, because you got 5G, 
to make your experience great, we're going to charge you an extra $50 a month. Isn't that good? Yep. But we're going to waive it for a year. Released. Optus, I think, just released a home 5G plan, didn't they? Yep, up to 100 megabits per second. It. Yeah. But um, do you believe... Uh, well, I'm not going to say the COVID conspiracies, conspiracies. but all the other conspiracies that go with... No. With the go 5G, with 5G is safe. Like it's that. the same do as believe, 4G Do you and believe stuff? you're going to walk out your door... Get do you believe you're going to walk out your door and, and, fo- and 5G is going to know everything about you and predict that you need an Uber here and a, and a taxi there and no. you're going to go there and do this and they know everything just through because of the access of information that's so... 5G just gives you a faster speed, especially for streaming and stuff. They don't have any technology for locating when, where you are any more than 3G or 2G or 4G. But they say, they say, don't they say the 5G is going to help, um, help the... Help make things quicker like you know for cameras security cameras everywhere and facial recognition yeah, and yeah. you'll and, have more bandwidth um, and stuff you know, for mobile more bandwidth you know even for drive you know self-driving cars like all of it google mapping posts yeah and you'll need more towers obviously because it and, doesn't the signal doesn't go quite as yeah. far as 4g but none of it's going to fry your brain or any, any info they government oh, no. or anyone wants, they can just send a subpoena to Google who know where you are and what you're doing at all times. So, Well, that's right. With 5G, they know even more so. That's my point. That's my <laughs> idea, they'll know they faster know. anyway. <laughs> yeah, they'll know faster and more accessibly. And, yeah. uh, you know, they'll probably pinpoint your facial recognition at any point. But I don't think the government me, cares like about that. me. Yeah, I know, that's what I always say. I say, look, on get off Facebook, you know? You, you think the government don't know anything about you now yeah. before 5G even started. They know everything about you before 5G was even a thought bubble. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I always say to people when they, they give me the 5G, uh, what is it, the 5G conspiracy that it causes cor- the coronavirus is not really real, it's just 5G is making everyone sick. Have you heard that one? I'm like, if 5G was making everyone sick, uh, you wouldn't be recovering because they haven't turned the bloody things off yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they had things so, in the UK. Pre- People have gone there. Pretty to, logical, really. To burn down a 5G tower and the company is like, we haven't plugged that one in yet. And they're like, oh, I'm getting sick. I'm getting <laughs> headaches. Oh, I'm dying and stuff. The 5G, the 5G. And they're like, we haven't got permission to turn that on from the council yet. We built the tower. but it I remember reading shit. something on the internet where someone said, I remember someone saying on the internet that 5G was the cause of the lung problems and that coronavirus is the cover-up. Nothing to do with the bushfires. And all this, this. Nothing. The koalas are all dying out because of 5G. Oh, my God. Yeah. They should stop using cell phones. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, <laughs> uh, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. I think people have got too much time in their hands to come up with these conspiracies. Yeah. That's because they're all at home now with the COVID. Send them back to work. They won't have time for conspiracies. And if they die yeah, of the COVID, then they also won't have time for conspiracies, right? It's a win-win. Yeah, well, they won't be lying there, you know, dead thinking, oh, coronavirus got me because of the 5G but, that radiated my lungs and... You'd be yeah. dead, it won't matter. You'd yeah. be gone. Problem solved. A researcher found <laughs> Tony Abbott's passport number in a ticket engine code. Tony Abbott was given a lesson in information security by a curious security researcher who was able to discern his passport number and other sensitive information after the Prime Minister of Australia posted a picture of his boarding pass on Instagram. 
Dum dum dum. <laughs> Organiser of the PurpleCon Security Conference, Alex Hope, was given a heads up by a friend in March this year about photos of Abbott's Qantas boarding pass for a return flight from Tokyo. Hope was aware that posting pictures of boarding passes is a security hazard, but noted many people are not aware of it. Meanwhile, some hacker is rubbing their hands together, being all yum yum identity fraud in their dark web discord because this happens a lot. Hope wrote in a widely shared blog post on Wednesday. In Instagram alone, over 122,000 pictures can be found under the hashtag boarding pass. From the boarding pass, Hope was able to find the booking reference. Knowing Abbott's last name, he logged into the Qantas website where he could get more details such as the former PM's flight times and frequent flyer number. On inspecting the webpage source code, Hope discovered that the site also revealed Abbott's passport number, an expiry date, date of birth, and phone number. Quantas staff comments were also in the passenger information on the website. Realising he'd stumbled upon a particularly serious risk of sensitive information that could be abused for identity theft, Hope reported it to the Australian Cyber Security Centre. He also reported the issue to Qantas, which in turn contacted its ticketing system vendor Armadeus. Hope said he did not report the bug directly to Armadeus. I don't even know if it had anything to do with Armadeus until Qantas told me, he said. After five months, Qantas told Hope that the problem had been fixed by Armadeus, but no details of how it was done were provided to the security researcher. Hope was able to publish a detailed blog post, however, covering six months it took him to responsibly disclose the information link vulnerability. Another Armadeus information leakage bug was found yesterday by hacker Noam Rotem, affecting 141 international airlines around the world. Rotem discovered that with captured and guessed passenger name records, it was possible to change flights claim frequent flyer miles, assign seats, and amend flyer details. It used to be something that I liked following on Twitter. There was an account called something like Shared Credit Card, and anytime someone tweeted the word credit card, it would retweet it, and people would take... Because like, you can customise in the US and some other places, like HB, what is it? HSBC... You can put a photo of your kids on your credit card, you put a photo of your dog, put Mickey Mouse on there, whatever you like. And then people take a photo of it with their phone, put it on Twitter and Instagram saying, check out my really cool credit card. And it's got their credit card number, expiry date, which a lot of the time is all you need. And then sometimes they look, look, even on the back, it's got a picture. There's your CVV number. And people just go out buying stuff using these credit card details. So. This guy was just retweeting all of the idiots. It's it's so true. It is you know it is so true. It, it annoys it. One of the things that annoys me it's like. It's just it's just common sense, isn't it? Yep. It really is. Don't with, share your public details. Just with, Don't yeah, share your private like details with public. The, Sorry. Yeah. It's like, no, you're right. I was just saying, it's like we were saying earlier, it's just everything on the internet. There was a topic we were talking about earlier, I can't remember what it was now, but and we were saying, you know, it's just think about what you're doing on the net, really, yep. seriously. <laughs> just think about what you're doing. People, People are. People don't watching, like thinking you know? anymore. That takes time and effort. You know, I could be talking you know, about turns, COVID. Everyone turns around and says, everyone always says, you know, oh, Microsoft gets viruses all the time, Windows gets viruses, Mac never does, and all this sort of stuff. And I always think to myself, hang on. A lot of the time, you get a virus, even on Windows computers, because something you're doing. Yeah. That you probably should How many viruses have you had in the years? I don't even have alerts coming up saying, oh, we stopped the virus, you're welcome, because 
I don't do shit. I don't go to stupid websites or yeah. or, or, or or believe that email that I just got that says, you, you know, you've won a million dollars or someone's Click just here. deposited a million dollars in your account. Click the link below to confirm your details. Yeah. And go, oh, did I really? I Hi, did, I we did. are from the Australian tax office and you owe us $10,000. Please click here to pay. You ever get the phone calls? I still got phone calls occasionally. Hello, this is the Australian Taxation Office. You have had $5,000 violation well, that's been be cited against you. And it's all through computer. I'm like, I, I switched as soon as I heard it because I've got a Samsung phone and you automatically get a program on there that connects to a spam and fraud reporting service. So when the phone number is detected by the software, when the phone call happens, it comes up with suspected fraud. So anytime that happens on the yep. phone, I put it on speakerphone, let my daughter hear. I'm like, check this one out. Hello, sir, you're going to be go to jail if you don't pay $5,000 to the Australian Taxation Office within the next 24 hours. Yeah, screw off. And you just hang up on them. It's crazy. Isn't it? I don't know how the, like, the Australian Taxation Office and places like that even let them get away with it. Like, yeah. Can't really it just goes them. on willy-nilly all the time. And there's a Chinese one that goes around. I don't know if they're trying to scare Chinese people into paying money because they think they're going to get in trouble for something. But the whole call, as soon as you hit enter, it's just a constant stream of Chinese words saying, I don't know if they're saying like you're going to be deported or you owe $10,000 to the government or something and just goes on and on and on and on. You just hang up and click report as fraud to the service and the next time somebody gets that call it says but sadly some people report legitimate telemarketers so i get a phone call because telstra outsources their um upgrades and stuff to another company and when they ring up they're like hi we're bloody blah and we've been um asked by telstra to check out your account and see if we can give you a better deal and i know they're legit because i know about the company but people have reported as suspected fraud so as soon as my phone rings from them it's got suspected fraud on it i'm like oh you poor people you're gonna have a lot of people hanging up on you or yelling at you because they think you're a fraud when you're not and even look even those ones that aren't frauds are still very annoying yeah yeah well they try with me oh we can offer you a better deal than your current internet provider i'm like good I've got gigabit yeah, internet. They are still spam, in my opinion. I've got gigabit internet right now on NBN that cost me $149 a month. What can you do that's better than that? Oh. What about your phone? I went well, for 148 My phone bill is paid for by the company I work for, so it doesn't cost me anything. And I currently get 50 gigs of data a month when I'm lucky to use one gig. So what can you do that's better than me paying $0 for 50 gigs that I never use? Oh. Yeah. No, we can't really do better than that. I say, okay, I'll see you again next year when you try again, but you get the same answer. <laughs> I think it's even. I think it's even the, the normal calls that aren't that aren't fraud. They're mm. still spam. They're still annoying. Still don't want them anyway. Even all the charity ones, a lot of them, they're all they're all doing it. Yeah. yeah. It all gets a bit full on. The co-founder. But, of... You know, speaking of five G. Oh, you got something. I was going to say one go. more thing about the five G. Sorry, no, well, the 5G thing, the, the Surface Duo, which we are going to talk about earlier, yep. I don't know a lot of great, I don't know a massive great deal about it, I don't know how much research you've done, but they're not saying that's a phone, they want people to think that it's not a phone, I don't know whether that's an excuse for what it lacks, 
or whether it's actually... I could use that other really cool technical term, phablet, which is a phone and a tablet joined together. It sounds much better than a phone, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. It sounds terrible. Who wants to say I've got a phablet? Well, they're not even... Yeah, they're not even calling it... They're saying they're not even calling it a phone. They're they're saying you shouldn't call it a phone because really it is true what they say, but it's great marketing technique in my opinion. But don't you agree with them when they say that really what do you use your phone for i yep. mean how often do you really use your phone for a phone in comparison to everything else you very do? very rarely i would have been happy to go with maybe the galaxy fold 2 which starts as a closed phone and you can use the outside to do stuff but then it folds out into a tablet sized device and then you've got more screen real estate and you can see things better i would have been really happy with that but they screwed up the fold one and then um, the new one is only just being announced now, so it's too late because I've already bought my newly upgraded phone that's better than the one I had, and I've got a contract with Telstra that now is mandatory for two years. I used to be on their fast-track upgrade. Every one year, get a new phone, whatever was the latest one, but they said, no, we don't do that anymore, so you can go on a two-year or a three-year contract. And I was like, I'm not going on three years for well, the same I've had phone. My phone so. for, I've had mine for four years. Oh, what I'm kind of technology person are you, you Luddite? I've still got the Pixel 4. It's been great. It's great. The battery has started to play up play up now, and I'm not sure if it's the battery or it's just that stupid COVID app yep. running my phone flat. <laughs> which way, but it seems coincidental that it's going flat with the COVID app. But I want to, just touching on that, that, that Fold thing, my opinion of the two, you know, you've got, you've got the Fold, which is perfectly you open it it's beautiful it's a nice screen i kind of like the two separate screens yeah you would like the duo it only bit no not necessarily the duo i'm saying i like the two separated screens that aren't one yeah the duo is like because two well for two reasons the the first one is because i'm used to it on your computer and i do believe that it doesn't increase productivity actually there's three reasons it does increase productivity because even with my computer i've got three screens and it kind of i know what's going on on each screen and i can kind of flip through but when you open an app imagine on that one screen if you wanted two apps together you would have to open it up here and then you'd have to drag the other one and kind of snap it in to make it fit whereas with that one it's just it's already knows wherever one full screen app one full screen app there's two places it can go all the time. There's no yeah. trying to, and you can stretch it if you want to, yeah. but most of the time it's just boom, 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 boom. There's no double clicking and mucking around trying yeah. to get two on the screen. I reckon if you want to have like photos open here and an email there, and you can pick what photo you want and drag it into the email app or something like that, it's pretty cool. Yeah, but you don't have to pick it and then move it to the spare space on the other side and then try and make it fit yeah, or yeah. overlap or snap. Yeah. You just kind of go boom, boom, gone. bang, boom, bam. It'd be really quick. Yeah, yeah. Be really fast having the two screens actually separated. I reckon that's a, a plus. We could sample you saying um, that. Boom, bang, boom, boom, bang, boom, boom, bang, boom, bang, yeah, bang. You could. That, you could. I'll sell that to Microsoft for $50,000. There you go. It. We're going to clean up after tonight's yeah. show. Uh, clean up. <laughs> and what was it? I said there was a third thing I liked about it. What was it? Oh. Um, there was three things I said. The, the, the screen with the bang, bang, and then the... Oh, I can't remember now, anyway. But I did like that idea of it. I thought that made it made it kind of more efficient to have the two screens like that. But yep. it is lacking a lot of features. It's very thin. 
Um, the battery's not as big. It's only got 6 gig of RAM. It should have more, especially if you're going to multitask like that. So I kind of agree with a few of the things. But it hasn't got a big camera in it, but I don't know. I think I take... Every time I take a photo on my phone, it's usually of one of my rental property rooms or something, and it's just going to go onto a... Yeah, into a, well, a lot of people just take, put it on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, which compress and shrink it anyway. I don't, I don't keep them yeah. in like full eighteen megapixel huge sizes that I'm not no, going to print right. that out. If, yeah, I think if you um, look, there'll be a lot of software bugs for the Surface Duo to fix, but I think if you if you don't need a big camera, or you're not someone that's uses a camera all the time. Um, if you're someone like me who just does it for business, occasionally yeah. takes a photo of a document or something like that, I think it's great. Yeah. But I've seen them playing games on, on them. The kids are playing games and stuff on them, like little Game Boy type things, you know? Yep. So if it plays games, I don't know. That's to try one, but we're not getting them in Australia for a long time, apparently. Ah. Uh, so. Well, I'll show you. We talked about this before on the show, but I got uh, one of these things. That does play Game Boy oh, games. Yeah. <laughs> and all the Game Boys, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, PlayStation 1, Neo Geo, all of those things all play on the one device. It's really, really cool. And you buy it and it's all stored on it. Well, you just put an SD card yeah. and put yeah. on whatever you want to play. And fill it in. Yeah. So it's like a little emulator type. It is. It's got, uh, half, it's got about a dozen emulators built into it, but you can download a lot more if you want to do different platforms. I can't do uh, Nintendo N64 or um, any other PlayStations except for the PlayStation PS1. 1. But um, it does up to PlayStation 1, which is fine. They just brought out a new one. This one was the... Might um, I be happy playing Crash Bandicoot? What are you talking about? Yeah, I played Crash Bandicoot last weekend on here. Um, this was the 350M for metal. They have a P for plastic version if you wanted, but the 351 has just come out and there's rumours that it can play um, Dreamcast and Nintendo N64 games on the newer ones, so keep an eye out for that. But it was yeah. funny, I got that and it was about a week before Father's Day and then a friend of mine who's a tech journalist, hey Adam, um, got one for Father's Day, and he put a photo of it on on uh, Facebook. And one of his friends is like, "Oh, well, what is it? And what does it do? Is it an emulator or something?" So I'm like, "Oh, and here's all the info, and you can do this, and you can blah blah blah." It was like because I already had it for a few days before he got it, so I already knew all the info. That's ace. Yeah, It'd be pretty exciting though. You'd be like a like a like a kid in a candy store. It is. I never had a Game Boy enough to seeing all the stuff available for it. So much fun playing them. I'm like, oh, I, I wish I had, but I never knew anyone never had one who had one. I didn't know anyone. It's what, 30 or 40 years to get one? Yeah. <laughs> Better late than never, but also I probably will maybe look at making some Game Boy games in the future to probably sell on my itch.io webpage. But uh, I did a So what did that set you back? Was it very expensive? 184 185 bucks. Just got it on eBay. Screen's good on it. Brilliant. This is the, the I redid a lot, a lot of research. This is Anbernix one. You can see the logo on there, Anbernix, and um, that's the best model that you can get. Great screen. The controls fantastic. They had 
These two controls here were swapped over on the previous version, but everybody hated it. They said, we want the two yep. joystick ones at the bottom because it's like a Nintendo Switch. And yeah, so they put that on the next version. Everybody did loved you it. Have to, do you have to set up the, uh, the emulators and everything and all the controls and stuff like no, that? No, it's got built-in. got built-in 12 of them about already done. You've got uh, MAME, so you can play arcade games like the original Xevious and... Galaxians and everything as they did on the arcades. DOS yeah. box, so you can play any game that was written for DOS. Um, all the Game Boy ones, there's the Famicoms, there's uh, Sega Genesis, the uh, Sega Mega Drive, Super Nintendo, the uh, OS One, uh, and others uh, that you probably never even heard but of. But all the controls mentioned. are configured? Yeah, pre configured. You just start up the game and away you go. Fantastic. Fantastic that. Yeah. Has it got a like a, a mini display out on it as well? Do you want to? It H- yeah, it's got an HDMI mini out that you can plug into your TV, so you want to watch it on your fifty-inch television and sit back and like, wow, this is fantastic. Yeah. Playing, Don- <laughs> playing Donkey Kong with a controller. That's right. Yeah, you can do it. So I might uh, finish up a couple of quick stories because we're nearly getting to the end of the show already. <coughs> yeah, I think we're we're up there. The co-founder Absolutely. of co-founder of Arm attacks. I don't think I had anything else left anyway, so that's fine. The co-founder of Arm attacks a sale to Nvidia as a disaster. The forty billion dollar sale of British chip designer Arm to Nvidia by a Japan SoftBank is a disaster that will destroy its business model and should be blocked. Excuse me. Arm's co-founder said, struck overnight the sale to the US company just four years after SoftBank bought Arm will put vital supplies to Apple and others under the control of single player, sparking potential pushback from regulators and NVIDIA's rivals. It's a disaster for Cambridge, the UK and Europe, Herman Hauser told Reuters in an interview referring to Arm's base in eastern England. It's the last European technology company with global relevance, and it's being sold to the Americans. Arm started out from uh, Acorn computers in the UK, and they made the BBC Micro and stuff like that. Tracing its history back to the mid-80s, Arm became a global player following an early decision to allow partners such as Apple, Samsung, and Qualcomm to develop their own chips using its architecture that became an industry standard. For years, it had been seen as a deterrent to take over because an acquisition by the likes of Apple or Intel could put off its other partners. While SoftBank purchase maintained that approach because it did not have precedence in semiconductors, the NVIDIA deal does not, and it has grown to become the biggest US chip company by market capitalization. Hauser said that risks the destruction of ARM's business model as the Switzerland of the semiconductor industry. He called on the UK government to put three conditions on the deal, a guarantee of jobs in Britain, a promise to preserve ARM's open business model and an exception to the US security reviews on its client relationships. If these could not be met, the British government should help orchestrate an initial public offering of ARM on the London Stock Exchange and make it a British company, Hauser said, urging the UK to back a market flotation as a cornerstone investor. The British government could ask to analyse the deal via its competition regulator. With SoftBank, when SoftBank bought Arm, it committed to keeping the company's headquarters in the UK. In the statement announcing the new deal on Monday, Nvidia said SoftBank remained committed to those undertakings which expire September next year. So, started off a little British company, went huge. So and September next year, they 
and then September next year they move it all. Yeah, and so I have to see what's going to happen then. But uh, a lot of people not happy. It was forty. Was it forty billion? I think I read somewhere. Yeah. So it was yep. forty billion. Yeah. And who was? Did you? You may have just said it. I may have missed it. Who was? They, who did they outbid last minute? Um, I don't know about for that someone one. Someone else was trying to buy it. Someone else was trying to buy it as well. All oh, right. And I think Nvidia just outbid them. Last second. A, I mean, Nvidia is a great company. It's better than ATI or anything. But do we really want their mooning arm? I don't know. Isn't it strange though for arm arm to um, arm to sell it? When, yeah, well, SoftBank owns them, so to, they must have wanted to cash in some money. Yeah, it's just about to go off though, isn't it? Like, I mean, you look at Apple and all their. Well, Apple. Switching. They said they want to convert all their desktops, laptops, devices, everything to ARM only and everything. drop all Intel. So I guess the, whoever's got it now, so Nvidia's going to make a lot of money. That must be why it's worth forty billion. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> but well, what a crazy time to sell it when your business is about to boom. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's if it works. I, I you know, I mean, Microsoft has been pushing to use ARM for years, and nobody will get on board. Now Apple's doing it. Yeah, it'll either give Microsoft the jump because they'll be in front, or Might um, I don't know. It'll. it'll It'll certainly give Microsoft a boost. Yeah. So they've been trying for so long. They've got more experience, I think, in that area. Yeah, yeah. Because they started earlier on it. I think so. Um, you could be right. So you know, have to wait and see. Hmm. Anyway, thanks for listening to the, the Aussie uh, Tech Heads show. Broadcast yeah. weekly. We can be found at facebook.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, twitter.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, and youtube.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Also now at patreon.com slash aussietechheads. Sign up for a $4 a month, $10 a month, or from several other tiers. See the site for details, and thanks to the people who already have. And also coffee.com slash aussietechheads. That's ko-fi.com slash aussietechheads. You can make a one-off donation of any size. Email us, Glenn, Jordan, Will, or Warlock at aussietechheads.com.au. You can hear Aussie Tech Heads on aussietechradio.com, 24-7 back-to-back play of some of the best tech-related shows from around Australia and New Zealand. New shows are added each Friday. See you later.